Al, do you know what this podcast is? Good. It's a nice taste. <laughs> this is nice taste. No one's going to know. Th- no one's going to know what that very means. Very shiny. I mean, very shiny. Sometimes you just got to do jokes that are only for the hosts. <laughs> You gotta that's, pop the host once in a while. That that's what this is. Uh, unless people follow either me or you on Tumblr. Welp. Which if they do, like, why are you still on Tumblr? I mean, both of us still are on Tumblr. Legit question. It's because we cannot escape. It's true. We we can't. And it- Okay, there you go. There's the joke. There's the joke. <laughs> you just don't get to see the video attached because we do um, not a video podcast. But the video is wonderful and amazing. It's very good. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Season Language Checkup OVA. <laughs> it's a podcast where we have conversations about shiny things and nice taste. Yep. Also, video games, anime, and manga. Yep. Hello. <laughs> I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Owl and Ladium. Hello. And we're here to talk to you about a spooky game. It's true. It is true. We uh, we discussed the previous iteration of this game two episodes ago. Yes. I want to say. Yes. Let me take a look at seasonalanimecheckup.com with our fancy new carousels. <laughs> it was two episodes ago. It was, because lo- there's the goose. The goose. Big honks around. I don't have the honk noise ready for you, so honk honk. Honk honk. But yes, we, we talked about Resident Evil Revelations mm-hmm. uh, two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And how we were we were pleasantly surprised by that game. We were. And it's uh it's strange episodic format, but also just, you know, being a return to a horror and getting to see our boy beefy Chris Redfield. Our boy. A boy. And now. And a lady in a winter hat. And a lady in a winter hat. And now. And now. We uh we 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 played the sequel. Unfortunately. Resident Evil Revelations Two, which unlike the previous game had co-op. Mm-hmm. But it's not good co-op. No, it is not. Specifically because it's local co-op only. So we had to do some weird hoop jumping to to test that out. And uh, oof, oof, yeah, oof. it's um, uh, it's not good. I mean, not wrong. <laughs> Moral of the story: not good. Not good. There's a lot that's not good. Yeah, that, that I think is the key thing. Um, <laughs> a key aspect about this. Uh, unlike the previous iteration, this one was, was legitimately episodic because they released it episode by episode. So between February 24th of 2015 and March 17th of 2015, they released all four episodes week by week. And that's how they got the game out there initially, so... It actually was episodic this time, not just episodic in nature <laughs> in the way the original game was, which is, it's actually kind of interesting that they would make a, an episodic game this way where each episode is coming out week by week by week. 
unlike how most episodic games are where it's like you do one episode and then it's like well two months later ish you'll get the second one maybe if everything goes right (laughs) so a little bit of interesting uh interested interesting aspect there um so yeah this game's four years old and it feels like it i mean there's a lot that we could we could say about this game we want to talk about the development first let's do that because i have not read through all this but we're just going to read it anyways off of the wikipedia page because that's what we do Nice. Uh, Capcom announced that the team responsible for Resident Evil Revelations will be responsible for the sequel, and a playable version of the game would be seen at Capcom's 2014 Tokyo Game Show booth. Okay. It was stated not only would Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine not be part of Revelations 2, but the game would also not be tied to Revelations. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for the most part that's true. Like there is a for few the most part. references here and there to uh, Terraglesia, but outside of that, like nothing really is brought up about it. Yeah. Uh, however, the Revelations title would be used as its own series of games existing to fill in the gaps in the mythology of the Resident Evil series and expand upon the lore for the main title series, which clearly they have done because they've never done a sequel to this game. <laughs> uh, during TGS, Michitero Okabe explained further that the main Resident Evil series will remain more action-oriented, keeping it aimed at a wider audience to try and interest more people in the Resident Evil world. Wow. It's as if that was the, that's the goal that they're trying to do. And everyone completely missed that. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have guessed? Wow. Uh, However, revelations as a series would be a fan driven and would be fan driven intending to revel in the older horror style, which again, makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. we like they established with the first game with the side series. They hope to aim at their longtime fans to keep them supplied with something similar to the horror experience. They fell in love with. Uh, during TGS, TGS, it was announced that Yudai Yamaguchi, a director and writer known for his mix of horror and goofy gore with manga-based inspiration, was brought on to the, Resin- the, Resin- the Revelations 2 team as a cutscene director. Let's see. Uh, let's see if this dude has done anything that we would know. Uh, he did some movies. Movies? Yep. What kind of movies? It's movies. Okay. None of them that I know, so. Okay. There you go. Yay. Uh, Dai Sato, a scene writer for Resident Evil Revelations, who is returning to do the same for the game, was said to be a huge Claire fan. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and it was adamant about her returning for the new game, coming to Okabe and others with a number of ideas to ha- of on, on how to include her. Uh, Allison Court did not return to reprise her voice role as Claire Redfield in Resident Evil Revelations 2. She was replaced by a woman credited under the, under the pseudonym James Baker. Fans upset by the change began petitions demanding to have Court back, which of course they would. Yeah. According to Okabe, the reason by, for replacing Court is because they felt that the old voice scene sounds too young for the older and mature Claire, and could cause a messy and could cause a messy for the players between the voices of Claire and Moira. That is actually a young girl. <laughs> I don't really agree with that, but also with the way that they portray Claire and write her in this game, maybe it was a good thing that the original voice actress got the hell out of there. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, also in this game. The Czech novelist and story writer Franz Kafka was a major inspiration behind the game's story. The idea came from the scenario writer Dai Sato. Since the first Revelations used passages from Dante Alighieri, the team felt that it would be a common element from the Revelations series. Also, that would give a deep meaning for the quotes and themes approach, like the transformation to the story of the game. Furthermore, it would make the players feel more immersed since a real writer became part of the setting. The title of the four episodes of the game are allusions to his... Wizen? 
Is that a word? W S I N? W S I N? Yeah. W W S I N? No, I mean, it's an acronym, but. What, okay, whatever. That's that's on this Wikipedia page. Uh, the first one called Penal Colony is based on a short story by the name In the Penal Colony. The second one named Contemplation is based on a collection of short stories of the same name. The third, The Judgment, and lastly, The Metamorphosis. Familiar relationships with a significant theme for the game approaching more personal elements for the story. The Berries family has a great focus throughout the game's the plot. The Berries family. <laughs> the Berries family. <laughs> Furthermore, he can also be seen as a father for Natalia that's actually... That's actually orphan due to the panic of Terraglesia. That's actually orphan. Orphaned. That's how that should be written. An event part of the event an event part of the first game of the Revelation series. This whole f-ing sequence or section is poorly written. <laughs> Holy <laughs> the, I mean, they did say wizen. <laughs> wizen. On the other hand, Claire can be seen as a big sister for Moira. The sanity as well has has also a great importance for the, for the setting of the story as examples. That theme is displayed through the wristbands that shows the level of sanity of the characters. They title some songs of the soundtrack as Insanity and Despair and the name of the main enemies of the game, the Afflicted, that, if, that actually were human that has been driven crazy by torture and experiments. I mean, they never actually called them Afflicted in the game, so did I miss that? I don't, yeah, I don't remember that either, but also I feel like we kind of tuned out at some point. Maybe like after halfway through that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say that's about. So yeah, that's that's the development. And if some... you were able to parse that English, <laughs> that's some poor writing there. Yeah, geez, Louise. We should uh, we should edit that Wikipedia oh, page when we're done. I kind of so. I like the idea that like they're gonna make a spinoff series that kind of reimagines the series more in the vein of of horror the horror genre which is basically what they would end up doing with seven but uh and also making it so like each game is represented by some figure of literature Uh like i think that's like a really cool concept i agree that i don't know if they really executed especially specifically in this game but it's something they could have done like done super fascinatingly and interesting like further on down the line if they had continued the Revelation series. They incorporated Dante's Inferno at least a little bit better than they did Kafka's stuff in this one. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Like, it wasn't super integrated in the first one, but it was there and, like, prevalent. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have some quotes from Kafka in there and also, like, Kafka paintings that are around, but don't yeah. actually have any kind of relevance to anything that he did, so it's right. kind of like, uh... It's just like, we put them on a deserted island and try and lock them up. That's Kafka-esque, right? It's like, they're really pulling a strings here. But, like, also, I just, like, I I have this, like, this idea of just, like, what would be the Revelations 3 literature person that they, they try and pick and use? William Blake. Like, <laughs> they already did that. They, they made a game called Devil May Cry 5. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was a really good game. Like... I'm trying to think of, like, someone who would, like, fit the horror aspect as well and, like, be able to be integrated into a game such as this, like... Like, what do you think? Let's do what? Like, Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah, but I feel like that's just too on the nose. Okay. Mary like, Shelley. I almost would think that would be too on the nose as well. Okay. Who else? Like, a little bit less than Poe. Give me some Coleridge. Hmm. 
Like he is like he's proto goth. Yeah. So I think he could he could fit in with like the spooky nature of this. Like he's not necessarily like full on gothic literature because like he is he kind of predates that a little bit because romanticism predates gothic literature in a way and all that sort right. of stuff which is a another conversation for another time which <laughs> we could easily have a oh, yeah. great conversation about but like he could totally do that because he definitely ventured into that style of writing um one that i could see them doing easily um and partially because it would be really really depressing uh, is nietzsche yeah. Like he has a lot of stuff and a lot of it is like it has like horror and like I'm trying to think of the correct word for it. Kind of like a hopelessness to it. Yeah. So uh, I could see that being incorporated in a game like this. Has Nietzsche been used in a game before? I feel like he has. I don't know, but he's freaking crazy pants. Once his brain started getting like destroyed by the syphilis. Yikes. <laughs> oh boy. What? This I put Nietzsche in video games into the Google machine. Uh-huh. The second the second hit. What would Frederick Nietzsche say about the Metal Gear Solid series? <laughs> God no. No no. Uh I don't know if he has. I feel like there would be some game like maybe it's just like I've put in a poor Game theory, Persona 4, Nietzsche, the self, and its relation, something, something, something. Jeez Louise. See, it could totally work. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, they did, like, Dante's Inferno. Come on. Yeah. Also, Nietzsche, my, uh, my friend in Love Life School at a Festival All-Stars. <laughs> Excuse me, what? I sent you that, that photo. Oh, right, right, you did. My uh, brain's so dead. Like, yeah, I feel, I feel you on that. It's like I, that could totally work, but I, I feel like that would also be like almost a little bit too out there for common video game players. <laughs> like legitimately, like that's not a knock. Like Nietzsche, cause some of Nietzsche stuff is just tough. Yeah, it is. I took an entire class that was like him and Marx. Yeah. Do you know how depressed I was that semester? Oh God. Like, I, like, Nietzsche was the stuff we were talking about in my senior seminar class, so that's why I kind of feel like that would be a little bit too out there for the common video game player, but also, you know. But would the common video game player also know, like, Kafka? That, yeah, that's a good point. Like, they would know Dante's Inferno because there was, there was a game based off of that. Right. Um, And that's pretty common enough. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I get, I get that. Like, that would be a little bit, um, a little out there. This gothic fiction page says that Lord Byron was gothic literature. And I don't know if I agree with that, but also I would totally, I would say yes, just so we could put more Byron into video games. More Byron into video games, please. More Byron into anything. I mean, Byron got himself into a lot of things. Yeah, he did. (laughs) This has just become a literature (laughs) podcast. God, we really we should do a bonus podcast where we just talk about literature. We should, man. But yeah, like I think the idea that like obviously because I'm a f- English graduate, like the idea that let's just f- try and combine horror themes with random person from literature and make a game out of it, like that sounds f- cool. And I mean, like we've seen how effective it is in Devil May Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Totally, like, like really, really. 
which like isn't like necessarily like trying like aping that same kind of style it's just like we we put william blake in here and it works it works really well <laughs> yeah um so yeah like there there's definitely the idea like the possibilities are here for this kind of like weirdness and interesting ideas but this after what sucked. they did with revelations 2 don't really have high hopes for high hopes <laughs> for that yeah yeah this one sucked mm-hmm. yeah which i think it's like it's telling that you know they they made revelations in 2012 they made this one in 2015 and basically haven't done anything with this series since then yeah which i wonder if some of that is because you know they basically did a a quasi reboot of the entire franchise with seven and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Regardless of what we think though, like sold a million copies. Wow. It was pretty okay rated. So you would think like, that's shocking to me. mm -hmm. You would think they would have done more with it. Like apparently, uh, as of March 2019, it sold 2.4 million units. It was the 25th best-selling product of Capcom of all time. Whoa. So, again, you would think, like, they would they would have done something else with this. Because, like, the way that they're kind of, like, setting up this this series as a whole, like, it's just, like, here's an anthology of side stories for the, the main franchise. Mm-hmm. And you, there's still other places, you, you know, you could explore in this. But they uh, they haven't, and maybe it's because this game sucks. <laughs> this game sucks really bad. You know, it doesn't suck. Vendetta. Oh, Vendetta's f- good. Vendetta's really good, and so like we know they can do side stories still, mm-hmm. just maybe not in game format. What if they just What if they just did a game version of Vendetta? It was just you f- just doing f- action scenes the entire time. I would be so into that. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine doing that motorcycle slide into the elevator? Like, oh, oh my god, I'd be so about, good. I'd be about that life. So good. Oh man, and we get Rebecca back. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Even though she kind of gets fridged a bit in that, but yeah, uh, two good boys are in that. Two good boys, and they want to kill each other. <laughs> they do. They hate each other. <laughs> it's really good. Um, this this one. This one features the introduction of the complete dumbest Resident Evil protagonist in the history of this franchise. Yeah. Yeah. You would think, like, I know that protagonists of Resident Evil games have said some really dumb stuff. Like, we were talking about how Chris was like, why do people keep injecting themselves? Like, Chris Redfield, honestly, like, you've been doing this for a decade and a half. Like, come on. Um... But you would think that given how long she has been dealing with this, that Claire Redfield would not make so many dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. The entirety of this game is just Claire making the worst decision she possibly mm-hmm. repeatedly. And mm-hmm. it's so frustrating because we're like, what are you doing? Like, it none of it makes sense. It's so frustrating. And then you have like, Barry's daughter who is like about Barry the whole time but like you don't know why it's annoying anyway I went out of rant I'm sorry nah you're fine we'll we'll get into all that um but yeah um so Revelations 2 the sequel to Revelations 
and like we said, doesn't really have anything to do with the pre the the, the previous game. Nope. Which I feel like that that in and of that in in a nutshell should be a a red flag at the start where you're like, hmm. It's seven, five, and six. Correct. Um. So there's this weird NGO called Terra Save. They're trying to like save people from places that stuff. Yeah, places that get uh, attacked by. Uh, bioterrorism and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Claire works for them. Um, she is joined as well by a newcomer, Moira Burton, uh-huh. the daughter of Barry Burton. Barry. Um. So yeah, they're they're having this like this resort, and then it gets crashed by these weird people, and they get kidnapped. Yep. And then you get into this deserted island, and basically the the gist of this game is each episode you will do a you will do half of it with Claire and Moira. Mhm. And then you will split off into the second half where you play as Barry looking for for Claire and Moira when he is joined by this little girl named Natalia who is living on this island and she's like I'm here. And I don't Claire's know why. Like, I don't I don't have parents. And Barry's like all right, are you coming with me, I guess. I guess she you're points, my kid now. She points a lot. And you can throw bricks with her. Or if you're Jared, you use bricks <laughs> as a method of transport. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta move. Um, so you you basically do each half of like with with one char- set of characters and then the other set of characters. The problem that comes with this is that you will do the first half with Claire and, and Moira, and you'll you know go through a certain section. Then you do the section with Barry and Natalia, and it's you going through the same sections that you just went through. Yeah. Now, obviously, there are story things that will come up later that will kind of make that seem as if it makes a little bit more sense. But at the same time, it's not fun. No, it's annoying because you're like, all right, cool. I literally just did the same thing mm-hmm. again. And Yay. it just it, it basically through the first through the first three episodes, you do that. That is like that is the that is the 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 the, the, the loop. Uh, the fourth episode is a little different because it just because the Claire Moira section is like twenty minutes, and then the rest of it is Barry and Natalia for uh-huh. the rest of the ga- for the rest of the game. The good um, duo. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's that whole loop of basically doing doing the thing one time and then having to do the thing again. Just not a good idea. Uh huh. Bad idea. But uh, let's get into. Uh, well, let's get into first. Let's talk about the co-op experience okay. because the first game did not have co-op. Right. So we just um, played at the same time on different systems. Correct. And one of the key things was like, well, this game has co-op, but it's local only. So we figured out a way around that, which is by using SharePlay. Uh-huh. Um, and basically giving a just, controller. Yeah. Um, and we were like, okay, well, this should be fine. <laughs> Boy, how wrong we were. Yeah, um, not not fine. So it's, it gives you a split screen, obviously, because it's a, it's a co-op game. The split screen is bad. <laughs> um, it basically gives you just very tiny sections of the screen. Doesn't even fill out, like, the full length of the screen. It's, like, nope. s- little chunks. Yeah. And that's it. Um, so the person who plays as Claire or Barry basically gets to be a regular Resident Evil protagonist. You know, you have your wide s- selection of guns. You get to do all sorts of fighting. Um, 
doing all the, the sort of stuff you would do in a Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. The co-op partner, which is which would usually be an AI partner if you were playing this by yourself, mm-hmm. doesn't really have much to do. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing as Moira, you get to carry around a crowbar. And, and a you flashlight. Can, you get uh, Yes, a flashlight and a crowbar. The flashlight you can use to stun people or stun enemies like it's Alan Wake. Um, <sighs> and then you can bonk people with, with the crowbar if you want. And rip wood off doors. Yeah, the, and pop open like a locked little chest. That's oh, basically it. The bad mini games. Oh, the chest the chest opening mini game is atrocious. Sure. Um when you're playing as Natalia, you get to you have the ability to point, which gives cuz Natalia has uh, spooky child abilities. Uh when you point, you're able to see enemies in the distance, so you're able to kind of tell where enemies are and able to strategize spooky with Barry. Child abilities. Yeah, she has spooky child abilities. <laughs> she does. So you're able to like tell like where enemies are, and that that becomes very much in handy like later on when like they introduce invisible enemies. So like you have to point out and be like, okay, that's where the enemy is. You need to adjust your shooting to left or right, up and down, all that sort of stuff. Um, so like she has like like a very good and helpful ability. Yeah, um, it's really but again, really helpful. She is unable to fight. You're able to carry around bricks that you find around in the environment, and you can like toss them or bonk people in the heads with them. But other than that, you don't get access to guns or anything. You're just you're just you're along for the ride. The point, um, which it was hilarious. When I was playing with you because every time we went through any new area, you're like, let me find a brick. <laughs> Gotta carry a brick. <laughs> Gotta protect myself. I'm a small, spooky child. Small and spooky, super spooky. <laughs> I mean, the game literally plays spooky music when you crouch down as a <laughs> spooky girl. You said at one point while we were playing, um. There was like spooky music, and I, you're like, "Who did that spooky music?" I'm like, "I don't know. Is there an enemy around?" Oh my god! Oh my god! You're like, "Oh, that was me." <laughs> I am the spooky music. And I was like, "Cherry, you scared me." <laughs> Which I got scared a lot during this game. Yeah, um, I will say like the uh, the Barry Natalia stuff is much better than the Claire Moira stuff. Because, like, they, they do a little bit different things with the Barry Natalia stuff. Because, like, you know, sometimes they'll have you split up and you'll have to, like, do something as Natalia while Barry waits. And, you know, you'll cross out paths and have to help each other in that sort of way. Like, the 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 fourth episode, I think, had, mm-hmm. like, a really long section of that. And that was, like, it was really fun and enjoyable because, like, it was this long interwinding puzzle that you basically, one was on the ground, the other was up top. Mm-hmm. And you had to, like, help each other progress through the whole entire section. And it was, like, well... I need to go lift this gate up so you can go through and then, oh, there's a barrier here. You need to shoot it out of the way so I can keep progressing. And also, I got to shoot the enemies who are after you. Yeah, and I can I can drop little, like, barrels down that blow up and help you if you need those. Like, it, that was a really fun section. Like, it was probably, like, the most enjoyable set part of this game. I agree. Because it was doing something different with the game. Um, and just, like, the overall just, like, str- like strategy element that is with Barry and, Mor- and Natalia where you're, like, where, like, I'm, like, pointing out enemies. Like, okay, there's three enemies in this section. Um, looks like two of them are behind a wall. One's over over there. Um, and I can, like, tell you, like, okay, you know, you're, you've aggroed that enemy. You've taken it down. You have completely eliminated it. You're good. Weak um, spot is the leg. I, I can tell you weak spots. So, like, it was, like, a fun little, like, it felt in a way like it was, like, if like you know the um this is gonna be a weird comparison, All right. but like if I'm the ready for it. you know the the sniper elite games, no, I mean I know of them, but I've never played them. Okay, I mean you just need to know of them. Okay. Um, they're very like you know 
realistic tactical sniper game because like you know they they have like bullet drop and all that sort of stuff into those games if that game had a co-op and like it allowed like the like the first player to be the the sniper and allowed your co-op partner to be like a spotter with like mm-hmm. binoculars and stuff be like okay there's an enemy over there an enemy over there like marking stuff that's the kind of experience like the barry natalia like sections are natalia is my spotter basically yeah like you're marking enemies and doing all that sort of stuff and you're helping your your teammate uh, and maneuver around like where the enemies are and like how to effectively take them out that makes sense um it is an odd comparison but it makes sense and we made the mistake and that i was the first player <laughs> and i am not as good at that kind of thing as you are it was the yeah it was the weird like <laughs> we were going to that first section and we we're like oh well this is weird we don't get i don't get to do anything and you're like I think we made a mistake of me being the one who has to shoot all the time. And I was like, oh, oh well, we'll, we'll get through this. <laughs> we did. We did. It was totally fine. Um, it was like a different experience for both of us. So, yeah. Um, you know, you got the point a lot. I got the point a lot. <laughs> throw that, bricks at you. That was You did throw so many bricks at me as Barry. Um, <laughs> which that was honestly like. Again, the funnest part was just us goofing around as, like, Barry and Natalia. But, like, I was always ready to get through the Claire sections. Was, the Claire sections are bad. They're really bad. Like, the only benefit that you have in the Claire sections is you have a flashlight. Which I get to, like, run around and be a jerk with. But other than that, like, they, none of them were fun. None yeah. of those sections were were fun in any sort of way. So, like, like you said, yeah, I was, like... I was very ready for those to be done and over with when, whenever that was the case. Like I was, I was way more excited to get into the Barry Natalia aspect of the game than suffer through the Claire and Moira section of the game because they were just a the characters were bad, the sections were bad, the gameplay was bad. It was just not fun to do. And also, a way that we should have known that they were going to be bad is that like the version that I bought came with DLC outfits. Mm-hmm. And we're like, cool. Barry gets this like weird detective outfit, and Natalia gets to be a teddy bear. I'm a bear. Um, then you look at Claire and Moria's outfits, and I'm just like, oh god, they're um, they're bad. They're really bad. Like Claire's is like a like sexy cowgirl outfit, and Moria's is like under boob and like most of her skin it's is like, showing it's like i'm a 2000s alternative kid um and honestly like if you were in the middle of like a weird um bio apocalypse type thing like don't have that much of your skin showing that's a terrible idea unless you're a leggy girl from resident from revelations one no it was still a bad idea then oh yeah i'm not denying it it was a really bad idea but like I was honestly offended by those outfits, and we should have known at that point that, oh, hey, yeah, like, theirs is just going to be terrible, and Barry and Natalia are going to have great routes because they have teddy bear and weird detective outfits. (sighs) I mean, like, the plot is mostly nonsensical. What do you want to talk about? The plot? Yeah, let's talk about the plot. All right, here we go. I'm just going to read these Wikipedia synopses of them, which no, are like I, a paragraph I, long. I was going to try and give my own version of it, but go ahead. 
Well, like it, you know, we can we can add on to them whenever, so it's fine. Okay. Also, you have you're you're ill. The more we can save your voice, the better. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's a double. It's a double whammy. Yay! Episode one, penal colony, because it sounds like penis. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> uh, Claire and Moira, who is the daughter of Barry Burton, Mister Jill Sandwich himself. Jill Sandwich himself. Uh, they work for the Biohazard Prote- Prevention Agency, TerraSave, and are kidnapped by masked assailants. Claire and Moira are taken to a facility on. Oh my God! I don't know how to say this. Two <laughs> shis to okay. Hold on. Let me see if I can help you. Where is this? It's under... It's like the second sentence. Su... She... Stivavani. Su... Su... Stivavani. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Where the afflicted are in wait, which I, I don't... I feel like I, they never said that. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe they did, and we just weren't paying attention. Uh, an unknown woman calling herself the Overseer watches via cameras and tells them the bracelets on their wrists record fear as they pair as the pair try to find safe- safety. Which I feel like after you play games like 999, Virtuous Last Reward, Zero Time Dilemma, Dong and Rampa, mm-hmm. like this just feels like I mean even like Battle Royale, like this feels like a real tired concept at this point. Yeah. Like and, and they don't execute on it very well at all. No. Uh, upon reaching a radio tower, they call for help. Uh, once Barry reaches the island, he immediately meets Natalia, a strange little spooky girl. <laughs> Together, they head to the radio tower, encountering many dangerous situations along the way and points. Unfortunately, <laughs> Barry arrives very late as the distress call was actually made six months ago. After having a severe headache, Natalia claims Moira is dead. Which is which is weird, because we will learn later in this game that Barry clearly knows what happened. Yeah. So, this yeah. whole reveal at the end of episode one makes zero sense in retrospect. Yeah, not really well thought out there. Um, there's a lot that's not really well thought out here. One thing that's interesting is that, like, all of the notes are written in Russian, and somehow every single character can read Russian. Yep. Because um, it always will say at the top, like, written in Russian. And I'm like, what? What? Everyone took a class in Russian. Like, even Natalia, who's, like, spooky and eight, knows Russian. She's a spooky girl. She knows knows what's up. She's got some spooky child powers. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah, when when we first got into this, it was like, oh, cool. Like, we'll eventually find a gun for you, Moria. And then she's like, I'm scared of guns. I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Like, every time you would find a gun, I'm like, ooh, can I pick that up? Can I pick that up? Oh. I could throw bottles. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I have less inventory space than you do. Also a negative. Um, there was a lot of favorite negatives. Resident Evil trope. Inventory space. Um, But one of the things that was really odd about, like, the beginning of this is that, like, Moria is like constantly talking about how much she dislikes Barry, but then there's like no reason given whatsoever. It, like eventually you get some of that story, but for right. the most part, she's like, God, I hate Barry. And you're like, why? Barry's great. Like Barry had some bad moments in RE1. That was fault. But Barry is a wonderful dude who tells dad jokes and also is like taking care of the spooky child. I don't remember how like what where are they age moira I, um, your guess is as good as mine man uh she was born in 91 so she is a year younger than me 
Okay, she was born in 91. Okay, so this so Revelations 2 takes place in 2011. So she would be 20. The way they basically make it She sounds 15. Exactly. Like yeah, she's going through her teenage rebellious phase of like, "Oh, my dad, he won't let me go out of the house at night and go see my friends." Like that sort of thing. Um which I I like which to be fair, this game has a lot of issues with how they portray or how they make the 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 Claire and Moira side look in terms of age in general. Yeah. Um but yeah, like the way they portray her is basically like she's going through her teenage rebellious phase and hates her dad and all that sort of stuff, which is weird when you're 20, let's say. It it is weird, and especially I mean, when to be fair, like, like people have people have parental issues with like, you know, that relationship as well like that can that can go on through like the, their 20s and everything like that this is not to downplay like that that's not a thing or anything it's usually but, not phrased in the way she does it right like this is more phrased like she's My just going through so a rebellious uncool. phase yeah and then she never really dives into that yeah like there's just no reason so it seems very very like surface level character of like that's her character is that she's mad at Barry Burton and you're like okay cool like what else is there about you mm-hmm. pretty much it's really annoying yeah meanwhile we have Barry who's great and shows Barry, up in Barry a- just shows up on the island like alright I guess I'm gonna go find some stuff and then here's a spooky kid and yes, he's like you're coming Hi, along for the ride <laughs> Where are your parents? She's like, they're dead. He's like, oh, okay, well, I guess you're coming with me then. Can you point out? Can you point? Yeah. All right, cool. Cool. Let's you're go. You're coming with me. <laughs> Barry basically just adopts a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does eventually adopt a child, but. Barry does some good things where, like, he, like, through the, the first couple of episodes, he'll be like, like watching his language in front of Natalia and stuff like that, and be like, "Oh, I can't, can't cuss in front of the kid." Then, like by the fourth episode, he's just like, "What the?" F-? Yeah, it's really funny. Like, there's one moment where he's like, "She," like, "We know what you're about to say, Barry." But he, he, he really does try. He's like, "I, I don't want to curse in front of this small child who is also having to deal with like this weird." horrific situation like I think she can handle a few curse words buddy but it's still very cute that he tries he tried and like even he like he makes mention of like you know him and Mora have have had some issues and everything and he's like he feel he's the way he talks about it he sounds like regretful about it mm-hmm. and everything so at least on his side it makes like they put a little bit more effort into it yeah he um, seems have a character as opposed to just like saying things like he mm-hmm. he has more of an emotion to him and like i don't know thoughts yeah which probably helps that he's you know he is a playable protagonist yeah but even then like natalia gets better development than moria does yeah you're right so um all right would you want to jump jump into episode two or do you have anything else to say about episode uno yeah, let's do it. All right. Episode two is contemplation. Uh, Claire and Moira meet up with the fellow Terra Save co-workers, discovering a broken helicopter they intend to fix and use in order to flee the island. However, they find themselves ambushed by a horde of afflicted, separating Claire, Moira, and Pedro from Gabe in the helicopter. Pedro succumbs to fear and is transformed to a monster. That's the thing with the bracelet. If you become too spooked, you get injected with the virus. Yeah. 
Claire and Moira fight off the afflicted until Neil arrives to help them escape. They decide to make their way to the Overseer's Tower, but are once again ambushed, and Neil stays behind to fight off the monsters. Claire and Moira come across Natalia, and she joins them, the spooky child. Mm-hmm. Gabe fixes the helicopter and attempts to escape, but the Overseer remotely crashes it, killing Gabe. As Claire and Moira are distracted by this, Natalia is kidnapped and taken to the Overseer. Six months later, Natalia takes Barry to the Overseer's Tower, the last place she saw Moira alive. Along the way, Barry learns Natalia is an orphan, as her parents died in the Terra Grigia incident. The, the one shock- reference to one. <laughs> Pretty much. The shock having left her immune to fear. Inside the tower, they find a portrait depicting Albert Wesker. And a woman. When Barry recognizes him by name, Natalia corrects him by stating, The woman is named Wesker. They are then surprised by the Overseer, who incapacitates Barry and reveals herself to be Alex Wesker. Which is another thing this game does, is just waste a... Waste Wesker having a sibling and then completely just blowing it, blowing it in terms of like reveal and just like what they do with this character. Yeah, it's it's a mess. Like essentially she just becomes another one note Resident Evil villain. Yep. Um, Which is is a bummer. Um, So this entire chapter was... So, um, these people that you meet up with is Claire Moyer, like Pedro and Gabe. And at one point, Neil, you're like, I, I have seen these people, but like, I know nothing about them. So I don't care about them. And you will continue to know basically nothing about them and not care about them. Nothing. And, um, like they, they make Pedro have like this really awful stereotypical accent. Mm-hmm. Um, that fight sucks. Mm-hmm. really bad um and then like neil who who the who the hell are you neil just shows up and it's like hey get on top of this house here's a he's ladder the, he's a dude they work with yeah that's literally all like we really know at this point is like he works with Terra save like mm-hmm. cool they all work with Terra save but correct like they know each other apparently gabe knows how to fix helicopters somehow and was going to do so until like you know can't um well i mean he does fix it but he's able to fly it until he can't (laughs) until he can't yes um this is also the really great dad line that we get from barry in this one where he comes across the helicopter that is wrecked into the building and he decides he's gonna like push it out but he's like man whoever did this did a terrible parking job and i'm just like Barry. Barry. It was amazing. Um, also, I got like one hit KO'd in this part. Because um, apparently if this... It, it Was it Gabe? I think it was Gabe. Um, if mutant Gabe like hits you with his tool, it like impales you. Right, it's like a one hit kill. Yeah, so that sucked. But then we got through it and there was one time that I like was surprised that I did it. But anyway, we got through it. Is this the part where we see like the spooky version of Wesker, like with her little gas mask thingy on? I think at the very end, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's she's spooky. She's like Natalia. And Natalia's like, uh, hello. Get away from me. Where's my brick? Um I will smack you with my brick. So yeah, I mean, this this chapter was odd in that like 
I'm like, oh, yay, we have friends and there's a radio and everything's fine until it's not. And okay, cool. We get the Wesker reveal and it's all right, cool. We know that she knows Natalia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is this is the part of the game where they introduce the invisible enemies as well because you go through that like that same village again, but now like it's all overgrown. Yeah. But I don't know which. Okay, so this is six months later. I don't know how much overgrowth would really have taken that village in that amount of time. Yeah. Like maybe six years. Yeah, it it wouldn't have been six months, but um, the invisible critters were scary. Which it's an interesting little t- like twist on the gameplay where like you know you usually see all the the enemies but now you have to like rely on natalia to be like all right the enemy is over there and so i am able to see it yes i'm able to point it out you cannot see anything and basically you are just shooting into like you have to like look on my screen basically to be like okay where precisely is it and then kind of just like figure out your aim from there and but like Luckily, like Natalia would be like, if you're if you're off, you're like shoot more to the light, shoot more up, shoot more down, blah blah blah. She'll give you directions. Be like, which is helpful uh, to adjust your aim and anything. So like that that part's really interesting. Like it's yeah. a really like neat little caveat that they put on the gameplay. Um, if they get you though, again, one hit KO. Correct. Correct. Yes. They um, destroy you bodily. They destroy your bodily. No, they destroy you bodily. Is what I said. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about episode number three, entitled Judgment. Claire and Moira follow a note that was left by Neil to meet them at a factory nearby. Getting there, they don't find him and have to pass through a series of dangers, which they narrowly survive. After this, they decide to head to the Overseer's Tower through the sewers, and getting there, learn of his intentions to release Uroboros to justify the FBC. They then confront Neil, who mutates, having been infected by Alex moments before. Claire and Moira are left with no choice but to kill him. Six months later, Barry and Natalia narrowly escape from mutated Alex and work their way from the sewer back to the surface. Upon arriving back on the surface, they fight to they fight through the old mine. Afterwards, Barry gets knocked off the path by Alex and separated from Natalia while Alex tries to kill Natalia. Natalia does something that startles and strikes fear into Alex. She gives her the spooky look. The spooky look. Um, so this whole Neil thing again sucks. Um, again, because like you don't know him as a character that much. So you're just like, who's Neil again? Um, also, you have to do like this really gross section where you're like going through like a slaughterhouse and there's blood and like pig bodies everywhere. And you have to like get into the blood and collect liver pieces. Yeah, you make like a fake liver to open a door, which just blows up on you. Yeah. Because um, there's like, what's this going to do? And it just blows up on you. Like, what What do you think? Jeez. Um Also, um, like, once you get to the sewers, there's, like, this this man, this grumpy old old man, grumpy old man who's like, what are you doing here? I'm going to shoot you. And you're like, no, don't shoot me. And he's like, okay, never mind. I won't shoot you. Just get out of here. Pass on through and don't come back. And you're like, all right, later. Bye. (laughs) Um, See you. So eventually you get through the sewers. And again, like, we get through the whole Ouroboros thing, which... Again, five. That's what what we have in five. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Neil does the the fun mutation thing because he that's another reference to one is the FBC that he was Correct. trying to like justify the FBC with like the old man who um was in one that who was trying to take down like the BSAA and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah um so like odd decision that you're like hmm let me just like cause some more bioterrorism in order to justify this this group but you know whatever um and he just becomes huge and i was like wow that's even more beefy than chris redfield (laughs) um and then we found out here that apparently this is where you can get a story branch this is the 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 Episode three, the place where you would get the 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 trigger for if you get the good or the bad ending or not, mm-hmm. and, and you have no idea where if that's going to be a thing or not until the very end. And also, like, there's no indication that like it should be one way or the other. Like, you get prompts either way, but like, which I hit, I hit them prompts, and the game was like, nah, dog. Yeah, you hit the prompt. Um, because that was the issue is that you were hitting the prompt that wasn't doing it. I hit my prompt to see if it would do something. Mm-hmm. And then we got the bad end. Great game. Yay. Um, so I guess back to Barry and Natalia. I guess we should explain what happens here. In the route for the bad end, um, Claire is getting basically destroyed by big beefy man neil and um her gun is knocked away and there are prompts for claire to get the gun and those prompt for moria to get the gun and mm-hmm. so the bad end is that claire gets it the good end is if moria overcomes her fear of guns grabs it and then kills neil mm-hmm. um which in that case like give her a gun after that like throughout the rest of the game but i guess we didn't get that part maybe they do give a gun to her um but yeah, so we we did not get that. Um, I think you said that there was oh um, we have the uh, the sewers again, which yay I guess. Um, and then yeah, the, Resident Evil game without sewers. <laughs> the mine was actually pretty interesting, except for that weird tentacle monster freaked me out. Um, <laughs> like I was I was not going that direction. I figured I had to go to that direction. Then there was like that one upper area that just had a ton of dudes, mm-hmm. and you're just like, ah! I gotta run away. I can't. I have the point. <laughs> I can't really do much with that. Yep. So, um. Although I tried to sneak up on them and smash them with the brick. You, you did. <laughs> They'll uh, never see it coming. You got hit a few times, but like you can't die. So that's yeah. We also learned that the thing is like when you're playing local co-op, the the second person literally can't die unless they may be able to take too much damage but like they will literally just regenerate their health all the way so like they never need to use healing items Mm-mm. there was one time that you died as natalia but that was because i walked off a ledge you walked off a ledge and it said you fainted yeah i, I didn't die i fainted <laughs> you fell into like an abyss and it's I like i fell like hundreds of feet from in the air and i just fainted don't fainted. worry didn't die i fainted <laughs> you're just like where am i going <laughs> you fainted <laughs> oh that was dumb that was funny especially since you were in the bear costume 
Um, but yeah, you're going through the mine. The mine is actually relatively interesting. But um, again, but the Barry Natalia sections are much more interesting and fun to play, and puzzle based more. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, when when Alex is like, "All right, Natalia, time for you to go down." Natalia's like, mm, "No," and her eyes like get spooky, and Alex is done. She's <laughs> not into that. And then I guess we get episode four. Episode 4, entitled Metamorphosis. Uh, after Neil's death, Claire and Moira make their way up to the monument to confront Alex Wesker and the duo learn of her intentions. She shoots herself in the head and forces Claire and Moira out of the monument as a self-destruct sequence becomes active. Eventually, eventually, Moira sacrifices herself so Claire can escape, whom is rescued shortly after escaping the island where Alex mutates. She tells Barry to go to the island in the hopes of saving Moira. Six months later, Barry and Natalia make their way through several underground toxic mines before reaching Alex's research facility disguised as a mansion. Because, of course, yep. they make their way through as Alex taunts Natalia via her bracelet. When the duo confront her, she injects herself with Uaboros and mutates a second time to fight Barry and Natalia. After apparently killing her, Alex suddenly springs alive and incapacitates Barry. She grabs Natalia and once again attempts to kill her. At this point, the story proceeds to one of two endings. I mean... Yep. Uh, we do find out like Claire jumps into the water and then like Barry is in a hospital with her and like what happened He's to my daughter? Now. He's a doctor now, Dr. Barry. Which again uh, contradicts like the beginning of the end of episode one where like. He seems to be looking for Claire. Like they make it seem like he's looking for them on the island. When he knows. Which I mean I guess he is because like he, supposedly Mora is still there somewhere. Yeah. But again. But he makes it seem like he's looking for both. Right. So uh. that's not really that great. But mm -hmm. um, also, like, why why wait six months? That's another good question. It's kind of a weird thing. But anyway, um, yeah, that that part was very short and um, happened. Mm -hmm. And then we got to Barry and Natalia. And like, like you were saying, we go through some toxic minds. There was a whole lot of us coughing. Having to run through sections and while the, the the screen started to go black and white, and make sure we didn't pass out and die. Yeah. Um. I wonder what would have happened if you had died there. I mean, you probably would fainted. have fainted, but I like... would have fainted again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this is again more like more little puzzly sections. Like this is the section that has like the good little split off section where you both go off and do your own little thing. Um. Oh, um. There was one part in here that legitimately spooked me. And it was the part that, like, we had to have you as Natalia crawl in that section. And then, like, as you're running back, that critter came after you, like, super speedy. Oh, right. It's just, like, I was, like, I was, like, oh, I'm just going to jump up here. I won't jump up here. And then it jumped up with me. And I was, like, oh. So I had to, like, lay into it. But it was so mm -hmm. spooky because, I mean, it was just hauling <laughs> It was you. on me. And I was, like, oh, God. <laughs> You're like, yay, it's not alive, it's fine. It Nothing like, got up. It got up and it was like, yeah. <laughs> it zoomed. It zoomed after me and I was like, oh boy, please stop. <laughs> Get also, away from me. It didn't even help that that was like the really spooky like body horror one that like their their limbs move in a very odd way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that little weird limb monster guy came after you. It's like, oh. <laughs> also, a lot of this, like this last episode was like, super dark yeah 
Like, I had to turn the brightness on my television up just to even see things. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. No. But, yeah, you're right. This is the part where we got more of the puzzly stuff with, uh, like, how do we get through this mine? And um, Natalia becomes, like, the, the master of doors. The door master. The door master. Um, so, yeah. The the fact that there's a mansion is hilarious. Yeah, of course, because it has a Resident Evil villain has to have a mansion because that's just that's just in their contract. Yeah, if um, you're a villain, you need to have a mansion. But yeah, um, it's a little weird because like it's like it basically just, it seems like it's just a one giant hallway. Yep. Um. So there's that, and then you just go through different you go through different sections of it. You have to get like you know various keys and everything, and then eventually you make your way down and you have to fight Alex, which is. It's a better boss fight than the Revelations 1 boss fight, but again, it's not really great, I would say. Yeah, I mean, the most interesting part of it is that, like, Natalia has to tell you which vent um, Alex is in, which our first guess was, right? It's like, hey, look in that vent and see if she's there, and she was there. I was like, well, And that was, like, the only time we had to do that, right? Yeah, otherwise I just laid into her and she didn't crawl up any more vents. Yeah, so it was, like, pretty pretty one-dimensional in that aspect. Yep. Um, and then we get to the endings. Yep. Which we got the bad ending because apparently the game did not want me to grab the gun in the at the end of chapter three. Um, but uh, even though you endings. tried, I did try. In the bad ending, where Claire defeated Neil, thus preventing Moira to overcome her fear of guns, she dies after being crushed by large debris during the base's destruction, resulting in in her inter- interference on Alex in the cave uh, in the cave from not happening. Alex then managed to squeeze Natalia to death with her mind. With her mind gone, Alex fully awakens in her body and takes over it. Alex destroys her former mutated body and mockingly reveals herself to Barry as the new Natalia, Natalia leaving him alone in the island. Which we were just like watching this and be like, okay. And then you were like, so we got the bad ending. I was like, what the f***? <laughs> um, but the good ending. Uh, in the good ending, when Moira defeats Neil and subsequently overcomes her fear of guns, Moira survived and arrives in time to save Natalia, distracting and temporarily repelling Alex with gunshots. Barry, Moira, and Natalia escape the, ar- the area, but Alex, mutating even further, gives chase and ultimately corners them on the edge of a cliff. Claire arrives in a helicopter to rescue the trio, and with her combined efforts, manages to take Alex down with a rocket launcher again. Oh, you know, that's how we should have known that it was not the good ending. We didn't get a rocket launcher. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they leave the island, Barry expresses his intention to adopt and raise Natalia as his own spooky little daughter. Mm-hmm. In an epilogue, a lot. <laughs> yes. In an epilogue, Claire is informed that her brother is in China, because Resident Evil Six. Yep. To which she responds, "Tell Pierce to take care of him." <sighs> she heads towards Barry's home, where Natalia is surrounded by newspapers reporting on the events of Resident Evil Six. Finishes reading the Zural aphorisms by Franz Kafka and <sighs> smiles ominously, revealing that Alex indeed succeeds to some extent in taking over her body. Good job, Barry. You adopted a spooky kid who now has a Wesker in her. And they'll never be seen again. Yeah, no. Um, the spooky kid will never be seen again? Is that what you mean? Or Barry. Oh, yeah, or Barry. Um, what was I going to say? Or Claire. Say? God, Claire. Claire was or such... Or anyone from this game. She was such a moron in this game. It was mm-hmm. annoying as hell. But, um, yeah, we should have known when there wasn't a rocket launcher that we didn't it's actually true. have the, the ending. Uh, there was also two bonus episodes, which we did not do because we I, I read we, the we sy- were, we were done. synopses of them. And I was like, nah. Also, we, we you were like, did we go back and go try and get the good ending? And I was like, I do not want to f- play through the the I don't, I don't want to play through episodes three and four again. Yeah. 
to try and get this good ending. Like, f*** that. Yeah. Uh, so the bonus episodes, the first one is called Little Miss. In this extra episode set just before Natalia meets Barry, Natalia wakes up in a dreamlike state, being greeted by Lottie, her favorite teddy bear, the one she dresses up as. <laughs> she now goes on a search for Lottie throughout the island, infested by revenants and glasps. Joining her is Dark Natalia, who can sense the presence of the monster so that Natalia can manage to sneak past them through a somewhat Silent Hill-esque atmosphere. They find various postcards sent by Lottie scattered around and eventually find her near the seashore, but this turned out to be a trick set up by Alex Wesker to lure her there. As Dark Natalia, she then tells Natalia that she will get her eventually as she disappears. At this point, Natalia snaps out of her dream and sees Barry's boat approaching, setting up the events of the first episode. Uh, so, so, you were, you were, so like I read that and I was like, so this seems like a stealth mission. You're like, nope. Nope. And then there's the struggle. <sighs> During the six-month gap since Claire's escape and Barry's arrival to the island, Moira tries to survive on the island with the help of an old Russian man named Evgeny Rybik, who Moira had once met before in an underground sewer control room in the island. He's the old man who's like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Also, by the way, Natalia and um, Barry found him dead later. He's, yes. he, he's deader than Hick. He saved her life after getting crushed, after almost getting crushed by falling debris and being left for dead by Claire. Food is very wow, scarce. Wow, that sounds <laughs> really, really bad. Like, Claire just left her for dead. I mean, she kind of did. <laughs> she did. Food is very scarce now, and the pair have to overcome many dangers. After defeating hordes of mutated monsters, they managed to retrieve a letter from Evgeny's daughter. Sadly, after Evgeny learned of his daughter's fate, he lost his will to live and locks himself in the sewer control room to succumb to his illness and die. With Moira ag- anguishing inside, she proceeded to move on. As seen in the good ending, after Moira overcame her fear and hatred of guns and killed Neil, she arrived in time to save Natalia and her father by shooting a grotesquely mutated Alex Wesker. So again, we saw that and we're like, that sounds like a horde mode. Nope. Nah. Nope. Um, although, like, if one of us got to play as, like, an old Russian man, that probably would have been pretty funny. That would have been pretty good. Yeah. But, like, also, we didn't want to play this game anymore. No. <laughs> we were pretty much just done. Yep, yep. Like, uh, like, nothing about this game... that's a lie there's some things about this game that i like but overall my general feeling of this is like no like if this game was just the barry and natalia sections and like you were still kind of doing the same thing of like trying to find moira and you had these interspliced cutscenes about claire and moira's adventure through uh what they did this this would be a better game a much better game in that aspect but the fact that you are stricken down with the Claire Moira sections and then have to redo them again, re-go through the same sections again as Barry and Natalia. Um, it's just a lot of just busy work and just repetitive nature throughout all of the episodes. Claire is just a moronic throughout the entirety of this, in, this whole game. Like, no, um, no decision she makes makes any sense. And, no. like, she should know better. She acts like this is the first time doing any of this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's insane. It's like... Claire, this ain't your first rodeo, honey. And even just, like, the fact that, like, they set up the end of Revelations 1 to be kind of like a cliffhanger. Yeah. And then come into this game and and act upon none of that. None of it. Is pretty disappointing. Yeah. I wanted to see Scrunchy Face again. Where is, where is Scrunchy Face? Where is Leggy Girl? Why are they not here? <laughs> <laughs> what it should have been... Is Barry and Natalia with some interspersed cutscenes, but also figuring out what the heck scrunchy face. Yeah. Yeah. Because like again, would have been a better game. You can't just like leave him out there. Like, what is he doing? 
what why was he significant like come on guys and now we'll probably never know no tragic no. rip scrunchy face salute um so yeah that's Resident Evil Revelations Duh. Duh. Um, it does have like I think it has the what's it called um pff, riot mode oh, raid mode raid mode which we didn't do in the other game either so we can't really talk about that uh -uh. um but it has that as well if you were if you would want to play that as well if you really wanted to play this game um <sighs> But yeah, it's it's not good. It's it's really disappointing coming off of the heels of Revelations One, which we were pleasantly surprised by, like we said earlier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the real question to come out of all of this. Okay. Is this a worse game than Resident Evil Five? Wow, this is a hard decision. I would say no. I would still say Five is worse. Because there were there was very little redeeming qualities of that game when we went back and played it. That's true, and this one at least had Barry and Natalia. Like at least half of this game is pretty all right. Yeah, and like does it, some interesting things. It does. It's too bad it's wrapped around the other half of the game. And, <laughs> and also has terrible stuff in general. Screen. Yeah, and and the co op is real real bad. Ugh. Um, the fact that you can move Natalia via brick throwing or brick hitting is hilarious. Brick swinging. Brick swinging. There you go. It's real good. Um, like there were sometimes I was running around. I would just hear like on your end of it, just like, ha, 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 ha. Like, <laughs> it just slowly see me inch into your screen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I made it so at one point where like I was on the, like a, um, a giant crate and I was doing that and like got off of the crate and I was just floating in midair for a little bit until the game was like oh you're you're in midair you shouldn't be up here <laughs> you need to go down <laughs> which is really good I don't remember that happening it was it was a very it was like a one-time thing it was very oh brief my God. but it was pretty good that's funny and it was even better once like we put you in the teddy bear outfit mm-hmm Although, like, <laughs> there was the one part where, like, you had kept having to, like, climb back through the, the one-room hole to give me stuff. And, like, every time you're like, don't look at my butt. Don't look at my butt. Don't look at my butt. <laughs> Which, that was because of inventory space issues. And also, mm -hmm. apparently, like, Barry couldn't just, like, shove his hand in the hole to, like, grab the stuff from Natalia. She had to, like, come completely out of the room in order to register that they were in the same room. Yeah, that was not great. No, but, um, but yeah, it was just, like, repeatedly coming in and out of the hole. Don't look at my butt. Because the camera just, like, goes right up her butt. I know. It's like you're going right into the hole. Whoa. <laughs> the hole in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to clarify. <laughs> uh but yeah, that's Resident Evil Revelations too. Um Alex's design is weird too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a gas mask at one point. It's pretty. It's pretty low rent compared to like other 
Resident Evil villains. Yeah. Could have been better. Could have been better. Yep. Say that about a lot of this game. That's true. Um, so I guess this is our first uh, like spooky October podcast. October podcast. What are you talking about? Our podcast last week was spooktacular. Love Live School Out of Us Fall Stars, the, the scariest game of all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that yeah, it's October, so you get a, a spooky episode. Yeah, it's a bad game. <laughs> Scary. With a spooky child. Spooky child's going to point at you. I mean, to be fair, like spooky children, like that's a real thing. That's why they're spooky. Yeah, I mean, like there there are children who are legitimately spooky, and Natalia is one of those children. Mm-hmm. You know who's not one of those children? Who? Loki man. Loki man is not a child. He's an elder. Oh my god. He is an old man. Loki, he are is you a, a senior citizen? He is a senior citizen. Although, like, with them rolling at six fifty this morning, like, I don't think either of them are senior. They're spry for their age. They're very spry. But he's my good kid. He's not a spooky child. Well, he's sometimes good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah fair he's sometimes, sometimes he good. can be a butt he can be a butt but he's he not really a... likes to knock over coasters when we're playing spooky games but he's not a spooky he he made this so much worse than it should have been <laughs> it should not have been as spooky but loki was just being chaotic during it it's like hey what if i did all of these bad things and he noticed like you? there was a tension in the air he's like time to be chaotic he thought that was going to relieve you of your tension but it made it worse did you do that, honey? Did you do that? Oh, you got boogers. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, that's going to wrap this episode up. I got to get his boogers out. You got to get him, got to get them boogs out. Mm-hmm. He's giving uh, me a bath. <laughs> uh, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonalmecheckup.com or sec.cool. where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Checkup and Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. It carousels. Uh, if you want more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash Anime Checkup. It's where we do the Twitters. And you can support us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash SACOVA, where you can give us, at minimum, a buck, one whole doll hair, and you get access to the entire catalog of, not the entire catalog of episodes, but most of the episodes, uncensored, unedited, and then you get some bonus episodes as well on there. Yeah, if we do our literature one, you would get that. True. Uh, next week, we'll do something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's going to be a weird week for you. Which, hey, by uh, this point, but by, by this point, Saturday, you should be almost done. Yeah. Um, right. Because it'll be one thirty my time. Everything will be done. Ski. So give so give so if you're listening to this and get to this point, it would probably be Al's almost done by then, or you know whatever. Just give Al your your support Thank to help you. her I get through that. the rest of this uh, chaotic week she has going on. It's so chaotic, and um, it doesn't help that I'm sick and that my thumb's not working. Yeah, you were banged up <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll just do a movie. 
Ooh. And that'll be just a, a chill way to get through the week. Because, like I said, you have a very busy week, and I don't think we're going to be able to do much of anything. You know that I bought that other Resident Evil movie with Leon and Ada. True. I, we also talked about another movie. Oh, which one do we, we have? We have other movies we can, uh, or another movie we uh we have on the docket. Oh, uh, do we? A movie that almost bankrupted the company. <gasps> we do. Oh, I want to watch that real bad. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. We so have yeah, it. we have so so just for so for a little sneak preview. Um we remember if we we did we did watch uh, Resident Evil Re- or Vendetta. Uh-huh. Oops, uh sorry, we, uh, hit, hit the mic. Um there are two other movies they did. We are uh-huh. interested in looking at those and then there is another video game related movie. Uh-huh. That we are interested in looking at a movie that is uh, if you if you remember Life is Strange is referenced in that. It is. <laughs> so if you know um, what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. If you know, and you also know. the fact that I own the one Resident Evil on DVD is hilarious to me. It is. It makes a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. So we'll probably most likely do that unless something else comes up in in the meantime. But I I would highly. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to have time to do anything really. So it might just be like us chill on Sunday and watching a cool movie. Yeah, totally. I think that's a good idea. So uh, we'll look forward to that next week. And uh, congratulate me on surviving, hopefully. Congratulate Alan surviving and don't play Resident Evil Revelations 2. Unless you want to point a lot. Unless you want to point a lot. 